0: Hey, this is Quentin Moore, and I'm the pastor of the Father's House, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope the message inspires you, gives you faith, and lets you see that God is truly moving in your life. We hope you enjoy today's message. For being online, uh, we forget sometimes that we got everybody sitting out online, and there's lots of things going on. You got a Bible this morning? Anybody got a Bible? Anybody believe in the Bible? That might be a anybody find quiet time this week that you, you Did you find a moment or two and you did a little fasting? Let me tell you about fasting. Fasting is when you take control of your body. How many of you know you have to take control of your mind and your body. Sometimes you got to say to your body, Nope, I ain't doing that. And it's fasting, a little time for prayer, scripture. I'm going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 14, 13 and 14. I'm going to read a long portion of scripture this morning. Uh, I'm going to stay in this theme of breakthrough. I really believe that God's trying to, and for some of you, breakthrough is going to look uh, like a financial breakthrough. For some of you, it's health. For some of you, it's family, job. But breakthrough, if you look it up in the dictionary, the word breakthrough means a sudden advance. Say with me, suddenly. You're going to move into another dimension. You're going to move into another realm. You're going to go to another level. Uh, for some people, it's a breakthrough into success. Your life's just going to come together and you're going to succeed. And so, It's an instant of moving into and advancing something in your life. And I, I truly believe that what powers breakthrough is our love for one another. I, I don't believe you're going to be able to hate people and break through. Amen. I, I don't believe you're going to be able to remain bitter and break through. I, I, I think you're going to have to begin to understand that you're loved by God and that you uh, advance by loving other people. I've said it, I'm going to say it again, I've had one assignment in my life and that's to teach people to live in daily fellowship with the unconditional love of the Father. Uh, To teach people, lead people how to love like Jesus. And you you, you can't love like Jesus and criticize and complain and be negative. That's just, uh, you can't do that. But to live in the abundance of that, to live in the abundance that God has for you. Uh, Over the last couple of weeks I've been trying to share with you, you have an enemy and that enemy is the devil. And the devil goes around like a lion and he roars against us and he plants ideas and thoughts and, and uh, concepts in our minds that are contrary to who he is. And if he can, he'll tell you a lie about yourself or a lie about other people and, and you'll, you'll get deceived where you think that lie is true. An the enemy, the enemy wants to hold you or keep you from moving into all that God has for you. Uh, And you have to recognize that and you have to recognize that we're called into this battle, this spiritual battle. It's not a carnal battle. It's not against somebody else or a group of people. It's against those thoughts and those lies and those deceptions. And that we, we can do that if we'll pay attention and we can begin to break through in every area of our lives. And I'm convinced that if you can break through one area, you can break through many areas. But you have to be honest about uh, targeting and breaking through in that specific area. Go with me, it's really a, one of my favorite stories, First, first Samuel chapter 14, but I'm going to back up and I'm going to read out of uh, chapter 13 first. So I'll read out of the 22nd chapter. Are you with me? You got your Bible? Is it on the screen? It may be on the screen. I don't know. First uh, Samuel chapter 13 verse 22, so it came about on the day of battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people who were with Saul and Jonathan. But they were found with Saul and Jonathan and his son. And the garrisons of the Philistines went out to the pass of Micmash, Say Michmash. Say a mess. Say a mass. Everything just a mess there. And the the day of battle arrived. Have you ever been in a situation where the day of conflict had showed up? The day, uh, I mean, March 2020. It showed up. We had a conflict. You didn't know it was coming, but there it was. And nobody had any weapons. Say with me, no weapons. Uh, I mean, nobody had anything to fight with. Chapter 14. Now it happened one day that Jonathan the son of Saul said to the young man who bore his armor, come let us go over to the, I wondered how long they'd been stuck. I mean the day, but they were stuck. He said, come let us go over to the Philistines that is on the other side. But he did not tell his father. And Saul was sitting out skirts of Gibeah under the pomegranate tree near Migaron. And the people who were there with him were about six hundred. Ajai, the son of Ahab, Iskab's brother, the son of now, well, hate these names, don't you? <laughs> they shouldn't even. Uh, Bob and Bill, the son of Eli. And the Lord's priest in Shiloh was wearing the epthod, but the people did not know that Jonathan had gone. Between the passes by which Jonathan sought to go over to the Philistines' garrison there was a sharp rock on one side and a sharp rock on the other. And the name of the one was Boaz, and the name of the other was Sheena the front of one face north the opposite of Michmash and the other south the opposite of Geba. Then Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor come let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by Say nothing. Nothing. Say nothing. nothing. restrains." His armor said to him do all that's in your heart. Go then here I am with you according to your heart then Jonathan said, "'Very well, let us cross over to these men, and we will show ourselves to them. If they say thus to us, Wait, we will come to you, then we will stand still in our place and not go up to them. But if they say, Come up to us, then we will go up, for the Lord has delivered them into our hand, and this will be a sign for us.' So both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines, and the Philistines said, "'Look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they've been hiding.' Then the men of the garrison called Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, Come up to us, and we will show you something. Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Come up with me, for the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel. And Jonathan climbed up on his hands and knees with his armor bearer, and they fell before Jonathan. And as he came after him, the armor bearer killed them. This first slaughter which Jonathan and his armor bearer made was about twenty men and about half an acre. And there was trembling in the camp, in the field. And among all the people and the garrison and the raiders also trembled and the earth quaked so that it was a very great trembling. Father I pray this morning there'd be a trembling. I pray this morning there'd be an earthquake because two people decided to break through. I pray this morning that just one or two people would decide to show themselves and that Father you would accomplish in one day more than has been accomplished in many days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I, I love this story because it's a story about how God's people break through the resistance of the enemy that's trying to keep them to inherit the promise. The enemy has gathered together to try to keep Israel from moving into the place that God had promised to them, into that place of promise, into that place of provision, into that place of prosperity. The enemy doesn't want us to move into that place where the promises of God will come to pass. And there's a lot of people hiding and the the writer of the story points out that they didn't have any weapons and they were at a dead end, they were at an impasse. They were, they were at this impasse where they couldn't move forward, they couldn't go backward, they were caught in the crag of a mountain. Lucas has a picture of it. it, it it's like this really sharp valley and the enemy's up on top of the plateau and they've got to pass through this rock and get there and, and there, there doesn't seem to be any way out. And in the latter part of the 13th chapter, Saul has made a complete fool of himself and God has rejected Saul. Saul has been rejected and Samuel shows up and said, Saul, you're done. God's going to look for another king. He's going to look for a king that has a heart after him. So all the people know that the king has made a fool of himself and he can't go any further and now he's gone into hiding with four or five hundred guys over there. And so here we are caught in a moment of transition. We're caught in a moment where the enemy is facing you, is above you, got you in a position to kill you, and, and the leader has failed, and he's in hiding, and he's over here, and we're looking for another. And there, there's, this, there's, there's just no weapons. There's no way out of it. There's no way forward. The enemy knows he's got you. Have you ever been in a position where you couldn't go forward? You ever had something blocking your path? There was no way around it. If, if you were going to go forward, you had to go through this situation. Anybody not want to go through that? I mean, you, you want it over there, but, it, but to get through there, there, was, there, according to the Bible there was something like 30,000 men that were armed. And you got two. Jonathan's got one, and Saul's got one. And they got 30,000 men well equipped because they're the blacksmiths. And they got, they got something like 6,000 chariots. You got 600 guys. And you're outnumbered, just who knows the, the stats, but you're outnumbered and, and there's no way to get there. There's no way forward. You're stuck at Mi'kmash. You, 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 you ever been stuck in a mess? I mean, just in a mess. Just somebody look at you and say, I just don't know. I'm just in. You ever had your mind whirling? Where you, the thoughts were coming so fast that you couldn't seem to. Uh, but then it says, but now it happened. It happened. Every time I read that in the, in the Old Testament, I go, what's it? Uh, it? It's mentioned about 12, 13 times. Now it happened. Now it happened that Jonathan said, I'm moving. I, I don't know what moved Jonathan, but today he got up and said, This is it. I'm done. You ever had one of those moments when you went, This is it. I'm, I'm not staying in this position? Man, I'd love to have two people and said, this is it, I'm done. I'm through with this mess, I'm going forward, even if it kills me. How many of you know, if you're going to do anything, you've got to make a decision to let it happen. It's going to happen right here, and that happened that Jonathan stood up and said, I'm going up that mountain. He got up and said, I'm moving forward, I'm not going backward. He didn't tell everybody what he was doing. He, he just said, hey, let's go. Look at your neighbor and said, let's go. I'm through. I'm done. It's over. I'm not going to be stuck in this way of thinking anymore in my life. I'm going to be stuck in this negativity. I'm not going to be stuck in this criticism. I'm not going to be stuck in this cynicism. I'm not going to be stuck being put down. I'm not going to be held here anymore. Let's go over to the Philistine garrison. Let's go look the enemy right in the eye. Let's go right into the enemy's camp and take back that. Let's just go right into this thing. Let's face these negative thoughts, these feelings. Let's face this suicide. Let's face this addiction. Let's, let's stop being passive. Let's, let's go possess it. Anybody in the room that just wants to be aggressive about it? Uh, punch your neighbor and say you're not going to get it if you don't get up. If you don't get up, you ain't going over. You you got to move beyond. You got. You don't. God wants you to win. I mean, here you no know God wants you to succeed. He wants you to win. He, he wants to break through that thing that's keeping you from. He he wants to change your mindset. I, I got news for you. I, I love football, and last night I watched the Bills smack the Patriots. Bills are the lowest, they're the last in the league, and they came out and said, We don't care whether you got us ranked last, we're going to hit you in the mouth. <laughs> June, the only way you win is if you just don't know that you're a loser. I mean, when you make up your mind, I don't care whether you think I'm a loser or not, I'm going to hit you in the mouth. I, I, listen, there's a guy now, same age I am, his name's Donnie McCollum. He had no clue that this little four foot eleven, nothing could hit him in the mouth. Do you know a bully will keep bullying you until you stand up? oh well, just sit there. I'm coming for you. If you keep letting those thoughts rule your life, they'll keep ruling your life. If you don't take captive those negative thoughts in your mind, they'll keep you captive. But you can stand up and hit that thought in the mouth. And Jonathan just said, I've had enough of this. I mean, just had enough of it. Uh-uh, I'm done with thinking poorly and badly and feeling ashamed. I'm done with thinking I've got to change this pattern in my life. i, I-, I- I get tickled because my two sons and I and my son-in-laws, we love watching games and we're surrounded. And, you know, one of them said one day, said, well, you know, it matters how you play the game. It matters how you play the game. I can remember Annie getting mad at a, at a coach at a school one time because he looked at the boy and said, it doesn't matter that you win or lose. It just matters how you play the game. I thought she was going to hit him. This is a dumb statement, right? I can remember showing up, it's a Christian school, and I remember showing up late to the football game, and Annie's running down the sideline screaming at them. It mattered to her. And a couple years ago, Hampton looked at me and said, Pops, it may not matter whether you win or lose, but I sure have more fun when I win. Hmm. It really does. And it happened that Jonathan said, I'm tired of being stuck. I mean, look at your neighbor and say, God wants you to win. God wants you to be overcomers. He wants you to be more than conquerors. He's for you, not against you. He always leads you in triumph. The Revelation writers said, and they overcome Him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, loving not their lives, even unto death. Now we're going to win or we're going to die. We're going to overcome you or we're going to die trying. We're, we're not going to sit here and die. We're going to get up and do something about the situation that we find ourselves in. I love the Bible because it's not full of wimps. I mean David said I'll kill the lion and the bear and I'll take your bottom down too. I mean come on. You've got to feel the aggression in that. You've got to feel that when Paul says I, I, he always leads me in triumph. Always causes me to make a way. I love Jonathan. I love Jonathan because number one, he's caught between Saul, his father, and and he's caught between David, the one he makes a covenant with, Jonathan never really is going to sit on the throne that was rightfully his. Jonathan is never really going to take his place. But Jonathan was a transitional character. Jonathan was the one that stood in the middle of that transition. Jonathan was the one that stood there while Saul had disgraced Israel and said, I don't care whether there's a disgraced leader or not, we are still the people of God and we're not going to let somebody as stupid as the Philistines stand in our way. Boy, we need some people that can stand up in the middle of a situation and say, this is my time. I may not have the throne, but this is not the time we're going to slide backwards. Some of you need to wake up. Some of you need to understand that God knows how to make transitions God knows how to raise up somebody that's nobody. God knows how to catch somebody at the right moment and put them in a place where what they're about to do is about to set all the rest of the people free. Do you understand that if you can break through your own little psychic babble, you might be able to set other people free. Some of you are going to get counseling and you really just need to get over and go on. Oh, my God, I'm meddling now. Some of you are stuck in therapy when you really need to stand up. Some of you are just mulling over the molly grubs when the truth of the matter of, this is your moment to shine. There's not a king here yet. There is a king, but he ain't on the scene just yet. So that means you have to respond and react like the king. Oh my God. I love Jonathan because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him that he has no weapons. It doesn't matter to him that everybody else is in hiding. It doesn't matter to him that they don't have the right stuff. See, there are places where you just have to step into the gap that's left void and begin to fill the situation as it is. You have to step into that rite of passage. You have to step into that moment. You have to move out of adolescence into adulthood. Hey, you're married now. You don't get to cry. Oh, you didn't hear me. I'm talking to the men. You're married now. Get your thumb out of your mouth. You're married now. You don't get to come into the office and whine about how she made you feel. Someone should have told you, big boy, that when you got married, you're the man of the house. You don't get to be the wimp no more. Oh, you're not listening to me. About three years in, and they're going, well, she made me feel. What? Your daddy didn't tell you much, did he? You know, most of the time when I'm parenting, when I'm, sorry. You'll get it in a minute. Most people don't need a therapist, they just need a parent. Pull up your pants, turn your hat around, get a job, and act like a man. I'm sorry. (laughs) Ladies, I can come at you too. You are not the center of the world, princess. You may think you are, but you are not. The world doesn't revolve around you anymore. The two of you are in this together. You're going to have to learn how to get along. And if not for yourselves, for the kid that's laying in the other room. (laughs) Oh well. Transitions are tricky. Transitions between childhood and adolescent and adolescent into adulthood, they're tricky. I I know 50-year-olds that still haven't made it. They've never transitioned and put that way of thinking behind them and grabbed onto the way of thinking of how you act when you're a little more mature and got a little more responsibility. I know a lot of Christians that still haven't transitioned out of thinking like the world. They're saved. You're on your way to heaven, but you're still thinking like a stupid idiot. You're still thinking like it doesn't matter what you say. It does matter what you say. Once you come into a relationship with Christ, you have to be careful about who you criticize. You have to be careful what kind of atmosphere you create. Transitions. And this story is about Jonathan who had to transition a pass. He had to go through this narrow place. He had to go through this rocky place where it gets real narrow and it's sharp on both sides. He had to go between, you ever been between a rock and a hard place? Just been in that situation to where there's no way out. You're, You're forced into this. Did you know your thinking will force you to make a decision? Your thinking will come around you and you'll have to come to this place where you can say, nothing stops the Lord from delivering me. Nothing prevents God. Nothing restrains God. There's nothing holding God back. There's no force in this universe that can keep God from being God except your thoughts. There is no power out there that's bigger than you. There is no weapon formed against you that can stand or prosper. But what you're thinking in your head can prevent that power from operating in your life. Those false patterns, those lies that have deceived you into thinking that you're less than. Hear me, there is no weapon that can stop you. But you can prevent it from passing in your life because you're sitting under a palm granite tree sulking. Oh my God. See, while while Saul is sulking, Jonathan is going to take down the enemy. While Saul is sitting feeling sorry for himself, Jonathan is going to take this mountain. See, the same situation, but there's a difference in that this one knew nothing was more powerful than God. Nothing is greater. See, God will work for us whether by many or by few. God will work on our behalf. And so he says to one armor bearer, Let's do this. Look at your neighbor and say, let's do this. I love this armor bearer. I wish we knew his name. This nameless kid says, hey, I'm with you. How many of you know you, all you ever need is just one? Why get just one person that says, I'm with you. I'm for you. Let's go. I got, you know, I don't care how many likes or friends you have on Facebook. They ain't worth nothing if they ain't going where you want to go. I mean, I can look at all, yeah, can you call any of them? I mean, I, I'll be 64 this year. Can I tell you, i got about three, four, five out of all my life. Listen, can I tell you what's more important than the 2,000 followers is do you have a couple? That when you say, man, it's in my heart. It's in my heart. And they say, if it's in your heart, I'm with you. Ah, that. Hmm. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go show ourselves. Show ourselves. Let's come out. Hide. Do, you, do you know, sometimes all you got to do is come out of the hiding of your thoughts and just show yourself. Oh, come on. I, I could play on this. Just go. Adam and Eve were hiding. And, and the Lord said, just show yourself. Sometimes I'm afraid to show myself to you because when I show myself to you, you're going to see stuff I really would rather you not see. See, you can't just show part of yourself. You got to show yourself. You're just a sniveling, frail, the son of a fallen king. You just got to be honest. I got no weapons. It's just me and him. I'm just going to show myself. I mean, they got 30,000 trained soldiers, and you're going to come up on the top of the hill and go. I mean, that's suicide. Listen, God will ask you to commit suicide. God asks you to just trust Him to the degree that there isn't. That's, that's not wise. I mean, just let me tell you if they got 30,000 guns aimed at you, don't stick your head over the ridge. This makes no sense. We're going to crawl up this mountain and then we're just going to stand up and go, ta da. And if they say come here, we're going to go there. I mean, at least they only had arrows. You know, at least you could hope the arrow would miss. But, buddy, if they say get closer, we're just going to get real close to that enemy. We're going to get close. Let me tell you, the enemies of your mind, you're going to have to get closer to those thoughts than you ever thought possible. You're going to have to quit running from those thoughts, and you're going to have to face those thoughts that you've been trying to hide. Those thoughts that you've been trying to push down, you're going to have to step up and face it. You're going to, you're going to have to stop pretending that you don't have those thoughts and just face it. i got those thoughts. I'm afraid. I'm bitter. I'm angry. I, I'm I'm. You're just gonna have to face those things. I can't help anybody in counseling if they just won't be honest <laughs> until they until they show up and say I got an attitude and it sucks. <laughs> Listen, we all know it. You think you're hiding it, but it shows <laughs> until you just are honest with. We're just gonna go up on top of that mountain and we're gonna show ourselves and, and and see. Anytime you do that, what you're really saying is I ain't afraid. I ain't afraid of you seeing me for how I am. I ain't afraid of the enemy seeing me for what I'm not. Uh-uh. Let's just go to the top of this mountain. Let's just reveal ourselves. The Bible says she climbed on his hands and his knees. I mean, they had, they had to push themselves and get, oh, I wonder what happened if two people get on their hands and knees. Oh well. The metaphor is real. Just two people getting on their hands and knees and Agreeing that we're going to get to the top of this we're going to get over the top of this I think there are several lessons that this story Reveals to us about how to break through I think there are are several things you can extrapolate From how they broke through And won the battle I mean you and I I read you the whole story so that you would understand when this is over The enemy's destroyed When this is over the whole earth is shaking when this is over, the people that have been hiding are coming out of hiding. When this is over, the traitors that went and joined the other side are going to come back to this side. I mean, when Jonathan and his armor bearer defeat the enemy, it, it, it gives victory to everybody. Say everybody. Yeah. Did you know that if you just got your thinking, if you just got on top of your thinking, it would be the catalyst for other people to go free? Listen, if one dad gets his head right, if one mom can get her head right, if just one person can be victorious over one pattern of their thinking, it has the ability to create an earthquake that would, oh well. Number one, you can win with what you got. Let me just say to you, every one of you have everything you need to win. There is nothing missing. God has not held out on you. There is nothing coming in FedEx that's going to make you a winner. You already are a winner. Everything you need to deal with whatever it is you're dealing with is already in your hands. It's it's, it's your house. What's in your basket? Every time Christ looks at somebody, he says, what's in your hand? What's in your wallet? No, what's in your... (laughs) Everything you need is on the inside of you. Say with me. I got it. Uh, one of the biggest things to be able to be victorious is to recognize, I got it. I, I got this and give me the ball. I can do this to have enough confidence of the one that's on the inside of you. The greater is he that's in me. See, most people come into the Christian faith, but they really don't understand. It's not merely about your destination. It's more about who is now abiding on the inside of you. It's about who you believe created you and lives within you. It's about coming into this understanding that the Lord's going to work for us today. That the Lord's going to fight this battle. This battle doesn't belong to me. That he, he is on the inside of me. See, if you stay stuck in your insufficiency, you're never going to see a breakthrough. This isn't about what sufficiency I have that the world looks out. This is about Knowing what's real, because what's on the inside of me is more real than what I can see on the outside. That there are more for me than there are against me. See, today people are in a battle for what's true. And see, what's unseen is more true than what's seen. I'm tired of people telling me what they're observing, because what you're observing is not real. You can't see the kingdom of God with observation. The kingdom of God does not come with your observation. Did you see this? Did you read this? Did you know this? Did you know this? Listen to me, honey. I'm not looking at what the world is saying. I already know what God has said. We win. I already know what God said. I'm the head, not the tail above and not below. I already know what God said. We're victorious. I'm not looking to see. Listen, I don't have to threaten you with the rapture. All I have to do is tell you you're loved. God never brings people into his kingdom by threatening him with your judgment. What he really does is reveal to you that when you deserve to die, I'll take your place and die for you. That's the message. But it has been twisted around and you've been told a lie that if you don't get saved, you're going to burn, burn or turn. I got people sending me letters all the time. You need to tell them God's coming. Hey, you want to know something? He already did. He lives in here lives in here and my message to you is to wake up there's greater stuff on the inside of you than stuff that's on the outside of you reality is not by observation reality comes by intimacy by being in the presence of that God and knowing that he's real hmm I used to sing (laughs) (laughs) it's real it's real I know it's real I can't even hit the notes anymore my God is real you see you win with what you got you've been deceived into believing that God's holding out on you if you would eat that apple you'd be like God that was deception if I only was like them if only that's deception say with me I got this if I'm alive in 2021, I got this. If I'm alive today in 2022, I got this. Whatever this, this must be my moment or I wouldn't be here. I must be able to conquer that. Hmm, I can win with what I got. I can defeat the fear and the lack of self-esteem. I, never mind. You don't need any more education. It's good if you get some, but you don't need it. Listen to me. God's with you. Never leave you. Never forsake you. You can win with what you got. Here's the problem. We don't know what to do with what we got. You got it, but you don't know what to do with it. And can I tell you, it's because we've allowed the world to form our opinions. We've allowed the world to shape and form us. We've allowed the world to inform us about what's going on. We've relied on the blacksmiths of the world. See, they had no weapons because they had no blacksmiths. The only way they got their plows sharpened is they went and hired the Philistine blacksmiths to sharpen their weapons because they had no ability to forge their own weapons. Can I tell you the number one responsibility of the church today is to shape and form people into the image and the likeness of God? Our job is not necessarily to evaluate the world. Our job is to shape and form our children so that they look like, act like, smell like, and walk like Jesus Christ. Our responsibility is to shape the minds, the hearts, and the characters of our children so that they grow and mature and become everything that God intended them to be. But we have left it to MTV and TikTok and we wonder why it's not working. We have left it to the silliness of past religious denominational opinions and not recognize that we are called to shape the image of God that is inerrant and in eight inside of every child that they are the head and not the tail above and not below that they are good and they are beautiful and they are true that they are well equipped to stand in this moment and represent Jesus Christ in 2022 in the 21st century that they can and are able if we'll shape them and I believe in the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth I believe in Jesus Christ his only son born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius. was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into the dead and on the third day he rose again and he's coming back to judge the living and the dead. I need to form. My job isn't to argue about social issues. My job isn't to argue about who got voted in, who got voted out. My job is to let you know that Christ is in you. Because can I tell you something? All we got to do is show them the Christ. And when we show them the Christ, the church needs to take an evaluation. She ain't been showing much of Christ recently. Because he said, if we just get up there, we'll just show them. Why? I'm just going to show them that I'm a child of God. I'm just going to show them that God lives in me. I'm just going to reveal the love of God. I'm just going to let them see me. I don't need no weapon to fire back. All I need is to reveal the love of God. Because when I reveal God, they're going to fall down. Let me prove it to you. Fast forward. Jesus didn't rebuke many devils. He just walked in. Most of them just fell down when he walked in. Jonathan reveals to us that if we're formed in the image and the likeness of God, we just show up and they fall down. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to knocking down and demolishing the ideas that falsely present themselves as knowledge. Am I making any sense here? I don't go in and debate with people. I shape and form my character into the likeness and the image of God so that just His presence wins the argument. Most people are trying to debate it. Debate ain't going to get you anywhere. That's why Christ finally got silent in the face of Pilate. We've allowed everything but the presence of God to shape and to mold, to develop the character and the Christ. See, Israel had been disarmed. They had been disarmed because they thought, they thought that they had to fight the enemy on his own terms. They thought that they had to match strength for strength. When the truth of the matter is it's always been the presence of the Lord that goes before them. It's always been the light and the fire and the cloud. His presence is what defends us. His presence is what suspends us into His, wow, His presence. One thing I desire, that will I seek. That One thing that I want is to be formed in the fire of the Holy Spirit to the degree that when I stand there, God is greater than anything else around me. He You're not missing anything. You're not missing anything. You just need to sit in his presence a little more so that something happens inside of you. Number two, I think you need to understand you can win with what you have. Number two, I think you can win with who you have. You can win with who you have. Look at the person next to you and say, I'll win with you." you. I don't have to draft somebody better. Oh, well, you'll get this in a minute. I, I, I don't need a better whatever you fill in the blank. I can I, I win with you. We can be outnumbered and outmanned, but if we agree, we can be outnumbered and outmanned, but the two of us can agree that God is good, that God is greater. If we, if we could just get an agreement that God's for us and not against us, if the two of us can just begin to agree that we don't need to walk over into that negativity. If the two of us can just begin to agree that we don't have to be in hiding. Listen, I don't have to agree with you on every doctrine. I don't have to agree with you on every opinion. All I have to agree with you is God's for you and not against you. All I have to agree is that Jesus is Lord. All I have to agree is on Jesus. All those other things are opinions. And everybody's got two elbows. Never mind. Look at your neighbor and say, let's just agree on God. Let's just agree that Jesus is Lord. Let's just agree that even in the smallness of the support system, as long as we're for each other, I'm for you. you. You know, real love means I'm for you. I want the best for you. I want the highest for you. I want you to overcome. Nothing restrains the Lord when there's two people that agree that God is good. Nothing. Nothing can stop God whenever we get two or three in agreement and then his armor bearer speaks up. You ever need somebody just speak up for you? Yeah. I just need somebody speak up for me. I, I need somebody just saying, "I." Oh well, maybe you don't. I just need somebody say, "Amen, I'm with you." Yeah. Just, just let's go. Look at so, sometimes the strongest person in the room is just going, "I'm with you. I'm for you. I, I got this. You got this. Yeah. See, I can win with who I got." I'm not looking for another partner. I just need one partner. I, I just need to have this one conversation. Do you understand this one conversation is going to change the outcome? One conversation can alter the outcome of your situation. Just, just, just one. If you come out of hiding and begin to just, just I've often wondered if we could interview that guy. Come on, on. you know, that guy that said, I got, let's go. We don't even know what his name is. That nameless individual that's got your back. I mean, now then, Israeli news is covering it after the fact. He's telling the story, and this guy goes, Yeah, I'm that dude. I'm that guy. I'm that guy that looked at Jonathan and said, We can do it. I'm that guy. I'm that dude. I'm, I, you don't know my name you may never know my name but I'm the heart of somebody that said I'm with you man I want to be that guy I want to be that guy that just stands beside somebody and says it's in your heart then we can do it if it's in your heart then we can it, it. how many of you know you just, you just need one dude just one This one individual, I got your back. Now before you get real excited, I want you to understand that Jesus is that dude. Before you get real excited, I want you to understand, he's the guy that comes along behind you. I'm your glory and your rear guard. Walk before me, Abraham. Come on. I've been there when a couple children learned how to walk. And you, mama got in front of him. You know where daddy got? Dad got behind him. Come on. Jesus is the one that comes, he's the dude behind going, you got it in your heart? Then we'll do it. What he really needs is for you just to get it in your heart. Because as a man thinks in his, if you ever get it down in your heart that you can take this mountain, that you can change your mind. Do you know I, mean? I think it'd be easier to climb some mountains than change some people's minds. <laughs> you ever try to change somebody's mind? I can speak to mountains, but I, I... Literally, I can speak to mountains, but I can't change your mind. You're the only one that can change your mind. You're the only one that can alter the way you think. But once you begin to say, I think I'll change my mind, there's a dude in the background going, I'll help you with that. This year, I believe God wants to alter mindsets. This year, if you'll be willing to acknowledge, I've had my mind and it's not been in the right place. I've had some concepts about other people. I've had some ideas about God and they're just not quite what the preachers tell me the Bible. I'm telling you, breakthrough comes after we break down some of the thinking that we've allowed to sit in our minds for too long. Breakthrough follows our ability to face those limiting belief systems that have been there far too long. Number three, you can win from where you're at. You ever been in a bad spot? I love it when a football team gets on the six inch line and scores a touchdown. I love it when they start deep in their own territory. Oh, my God. If you're good, it doesn't matter where you start. (coughs) Let me say that again. (laughs) Because the women are going, what? See, if you're a good team, you can put it clear at the other end of the field. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what the situation looks like. If you know God's for you, you can start anywhere you want to. You can start dead broke. You can start in a coma. You can start anywhere you want to if you know God's with you. If you understand who it is that's with you then it doesn't matter that you've got to climb up a slippery slope with thorns on the other side. You can win from where you're at. You can conquer your fear. You can conquer your past. You can conquer your addiction. You can conquer your bitterness and your cynicism. You can conquer that Attitude that has hindered you from moving forward. You can get down on all fours and you can crawl up this thing. You can be short of supplies, short of support in a very bad situation. You can have a dysfunctional upbringing and no diploma, no cheerleaders, and no help. But if you make out your mind you're going to go it doesn't matter where you start because you know where you're going to end. I love this verse in the 14th chapter, the fourth verse. It says, this is the first bloody encounter you didn't. The first. This is just the first of the many times that we're going to bloody the Philistine's nose. This is just the first. This is just warm up. We're going to climb up this thing and we're going to show ourselves. Did you know the Bible says they showed themselves and they said come a little closer. They got a little closer and this time when he showed himself it says they all fell down. Just fell down. And the armor bearer come behind him with a rock and went bam! It's easy to kill somebody if they lay down first. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, it always makes me think of uh, what's his name on uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And the guy's going, and then Harrison Ford pulls out his gun and goes, bam. Yeah. They just fell down. And bam. And this was the first. Say the first. Do you know that if you can just win over one false thought pattern in your head, you'll be able to go to war with all the rest of them? That if you break through one in January of 2022, if you can just identify that limiting habit that you have that has been, if you can just, you just identify that. This will be the first win and the second win. Did you know that if you you would be honest that it is your habits of thinking on the inside that have kept you limited, did you know you'd be an entirely different person within 21 days? Why does Pastor do this every year? Because it works. It just works. If you'll challenge those habits, if you'll, I just want the anointing of God to come, he already has. Let me say it again. The anointing already has. The power of God is already in this room. It is blocked by people's mindsets. People are waiting for the song to hit the right crescendo. They're waiting for other people. Well honey, ain't nobody keeping you from shouting. Oh, well. Ain't no. Listen, my grandma waited on nobody. She didn't wait on nobody. In fact, she'd take over the preaching if he hesitated. (laughs) I'm right. If he took a deep breath, (laughs) I'm going to get myself in trouble. Thank God I ain't carrying a microphone. I've watched my grandma come up and snatch that microphone. You can win with what you have, you can win with what you got, and you can win from where you are. Without provision, without people, and in that position. Let me tell you one thing it requires that will never be missed. Your will. Your will. You have to make a quality decision to challenge the enemy that's resisting you. You have to make a quality decision to challenge the deceptive thoughts that are inside of you. If it's not working in your life, you have to be willing to challenge yourself. You have to be willing to make a quality decision to take a stand. You have to be willing to get over that. You have to be willing to move through that. Most people have trouble making a quality decision. I'm going to search through my life and I'm going to find what it is that's holding me in this pattern. I'm going to search through my life and I'm going to discover what it is that's in me, that's keeping me from allowing Christ to flow through me. You can win with what you got. You can win with who's with you and you can win from any position. But you cannot win if you remain stubborn. You cannot win if you're not willing. You'll never see the breakthrough if you're not willing to break it down. If you're not willing to face those attitudes and those thoughts. But if you're willing, God will show them to you and He'll reveal them to you. And listen, I wished I could just wave my hands. Uh, I wished. But everybody has a mcmash. Everybody has this stuff. I don't know anybody that doesn't need to break through in some area of their life. Me included. Listen, everybody's got to be able to charge up that thing. Everybody's got to be willing to do that. Those breakthroughs will take the enemy out of the way. Those breakthroughs will take the enemy out of position. Those breakthroughs will reconfigure the battle of your life. Those breakthroughs will put you on top of the mountain. It'll change the mindset not only of yourself, but of everybody around you. You'll never, you'll never move through this without finding solitude, without fasting, without prayer, without putting the word in your mouth, without following Christ into the wilderness. You have to. And if you do, you'll be able to conquer them. i got five minutes. What is it that allows Jonathan to be a transitional leader? What is it that allows Jonathan to stand in the middle of a time when there's no leadership and be able to lead? What is it? Number one, Jonathan was rooted in the story. Jonathan knew Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jonathan knew Moses had delivered the people. Jonathan knew that Joshua had come across the river and took down the walls of Jericho. Jonathan knew the goodness of God. Jonathan knew that no weapon formed. Jonathan knew that God was for him and not against him. When you are rooted in the reality of God when anything shows up that doesn't match that reality you know how to stand up. If anything shows up that doesn't match who God is, say with me, God is good all the time. He has willed my goodness, He has willed my future. That's the reality. Jonathan was rooted in the story of faith. Number two, Jonathan had habits. He had rhythms. He understood the rhythm of worship. He understood the rhythm of the sacrificial realities of temple worship. He, he understood the rhythm. He knew how to pray, he knew how to prepare, he knew how to put himself in that position, so that he had a rhythm of being in relationship with God. And number three, he had one great relationship, and that was the guy right beside him. Can I tell you every time I talk to someone that's gone to battle, they're not fighting for God and country. Contrary to what they keep trying to tell you on TV, they're not fighting for God and country. They're fighting for Him. Yeah. They're fighting for their partner. Just go talk to a police officer. I've got Joel here. If two police officers ride in court, it's, it's about that buddy right there. You don't ever leave him. When you get under fire, you ain't thinking about a flag, you're thinking about him. You're yeah. right. yeah. in relationship to Him. See, until you're committed to that relationship, Whoever, right there, whoever you're sharing life with, I'm committed to that. When you're rooted in the story, when you have the rhythms that keep you in the presence of God, and when you're committed to who you're with, then i think I'll tell you something you'll win. You'll win. You'll break through. You'll conquer. Listen, we've been through 22 months of crap. But if we're rooted, if we stay in the rhythms of His presence and if we love one another, we'll break through. We'll break through. We'll we'll go to the other side. And when we break through, it says they all came out of hiding. It said the ground began to shake. See, the messages I'm teaching you may not be shout, run. But what they are is so foundational to living a life of breakthrough. No matter what you face, I am convinced if we shape our children in this way, no matter what they face, they'll be able to break through it. Mm. Hallelujah. I remember years and years ago, I was, I was not in a good place in my head. And I had this friend that says, I got this place you need to go. You need," to... And it was a monastery. And I went out that monastery, this uh, Catholic priest, I'm, I'm going to lose some of you here. Yeah. <laughs> and this Catholic priest met with me early in the morning, he said, uh, son, he said, I'm going to ask you a question. I said, okay. He said, what's on the other side of a mountain? I said, I don't know. I had all kinds of questions I thought he was going to answer for me and he asked me what's on the other side of a mountain? I said I don't know. He said I want you to go out here and I want you to get on one of those trailheads and he goes I want you to follow that trailhead as far as you can find it. And he goes now you need to be back before it gets dark. So you walk as far as you can and then you come back. So I got out there and I walked up this trailhead out in Pecos, New Mexico. I got up the high as I get I better get back. And I got back, got back into his room at night. goes, so what's on the side of the mountain? I said, I do not know. Next day, get back up. Same question. Take another trailhead. And I take another trailhead. I I come back. What's on the side of the mountain? I do not know. Third day, I go out. I go up this mountain. And I, I get almost to the summit. And when I want to get that summit. It looks like Lord of the Rings has been released. And every gargoyle, every ugly, every demonic thing you can imagine comes running over the top of that ridge right at me. I'm wetting my pants. I'm scared. And it's not a figment of my imagination. When they get to me, I can feel them come by. I can feel them. And they, and when I stopped and turned around, there was the presence of God. there. Every fear, every problem, every situation I was facing at that moment was gone. I walked down that hill and I got back in front of that priest. He said, what's on the other side of the mountain? (laughs) Another mountain. The minute you take one breakthrough, can I tell you You better rejoice because on the other side of that one's another one. You never want to think that you got this all under control. You never want to think or be arrogant that you have arrived because life will be filled with mountains and the enemy will resist you. The challenge is is to keep getting up and going to the next one. That's how you mature. That's how you grow. That's how God shapes and molds you into His image and into His likeness. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I pray this morning that there just be a few people that says this is it. I'm going to take this mountain. This is it. I'm not going to sit here anymore. This is it. I'm going to challenge the thoughts in my life. This is it. This is it. I'm going to make a change. In the early part of this year, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to change my way of thinking. Hallelujah. Hey, I hope the message truly inspired you today. If it did, do a couple things for me. Subscribe to our show and it'll just drop right into your feed and you can stay current with all that we're doing. The second thing is, is if you've been impacted by this ministry, you can click the link right there in front of you and you can become one of our givers. And that'll help us to keep spreading the gospel and the good news around the world. Everyone needs to hear the good news right now, maybe more than any other time. So God bless, and I'll see you next time.